Welcome to Conversations with Parents Who Write, a podcast that encourages parents to make time for themselves and unleash their creativity. I'm your host, Erin P.T. Canning, a mom of two young boys, former magazine and book editor, and your personal advocate for pursuing your goals. In each episode, we'll dive into how and why these parents make time to write, what keeps them inspired, and what they've learned throughout their journey. Of course, we can't forget the kids. We'll also discuss how writing has influenced the family and which books they love most. Enjoy the laughs, the writing tips, the parenting stories, and the relief in knowing you're not alone. Hi, friends. Welcome to Thursday Night with Life Beyond Parenting. Tonight is the next episode of Conversations with Parents Who Write. And tonight I am joined by Shantae Armstead, who is a single mom. Uh, and she started her MAB ebook Galleria because she realized, as a lot of us moms feel, that asking for help uh, isn't always the easiest for us. She said, I love this quote, I had to improvise all these years. So I figured I'd share my story as I'm going because I know there are moms all over the world dealing with similar struggles. Shantae has been filling her uh, ebook Galleria with parenting solutions that are designed for busy moms at home or on the go. And these ebooks are, um, they enable parents to read and apply information quicker than their kids' catnaps. <laughs> Shantae also has two daughters and they live in Pennsylvania, USA. So I am going to pull Shantae in now. I saw her little, hi, I'm here. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I uh <laughs> how was your day? Let's just start off with that. How was your day? <laughs> it was good. I had a really good day today. It was like pouring down raining all day, but other than that, I mean I can't complain. It was I had a really good day. How about you? Um they <laughs> stopped and I think. <laughs> it was decent. <laughs> I you know what I what I actually did I made a spreadsheet of the hours in my day and I color-coded it based on like what my inflexible hours are like getting the kids ready for school dinner bedtime routine that stuff and then I saw what space I had left and I realized that I had been <laughs> filling my empty space with only life beyond parenting stuff and and I was like oh that's that's why I was starting to reach burnout again Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my that was my reality check for today. <laughs> yeah, I I I didn't even think about that. That's actually a really good idea. You know, that's what the wealthy people do. They really um document like minute by minute what their agenda is. Like, no minute is unaccounted for. No dollar is unaccounted for. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, but it's tough. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, it was an eye opener. And but what was nice is that after I kind of sat with that, and I was sad, um, I walked away from my computer. And I, I had an hour with my preschooler. And normally, during that specific hour, he self plays, and then I would be working and I was like, Nope, I'm not. I'm it off. <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> Actually, it really turned into a fun time with him. 
like I was chasing him around. He was giggling. I threw him on the bed and he thought that was the coolest thing in the world to be flying like Superman. And yeah, we, we had a good old time. And then after that, he did go and self-play and I just kept, sat on the sofa and I was like, empty my brain. So yeah, it's a good day then. That's a good day. It was. It, like I said, it was eye-opening. <laughs> so uh, I already read your writer's bio for our audience. Uh, I know that you're from Pennsylvania, PA. Can you tell us a little bit more about your family, your life, who you are, that kind of fun stuff? My name is Shante. I'm from Pennsylvania. I have two daughters, teenagers. One is 10, one is 15. Um, I'm a single mom. I've been writing for about my whole life, but I started my ebook gallery late last year around Christmas, so I'm like fully launching it this year. Um, I work, I'm a full-time working mom. I work over 40 hours a week, you know, the, the good life. <laughs> I'm taking care of my kids. They're both in school. I just started school recently too, so my plate is like super full, but still in the entrepreneur world. I'm just trying to, you know, find my way like everyone else. Yeah. So. <laughs> what, are you going, what are you going to school for? Um, I'm learning like how to trade. And since the pandemic started, I tried to learn how to trade. But I mean, I did okay with it. But I just I want to get more educated, like from a professional, like I've been self learning, self taught. So I want to get like really good at it. Because you know, I know that's something that could bring a lot of moms out of poverty. And that's something that moms could do from home, you know, like, mm -hmm. so that's just another avenue to add to my pile of books. <laughs> yeah, the pile of books. Yes. Yes. And you said that you've been writing for a long time. <laughs> so can you tell me more about that? Like when, when did you really first start writing in life? When did you realize that this was something that you really loved and enjoyed? Um, I started writing as a young girl. Like my father was always one about reading and writing was like something that he always pushed on us, always drilled in our head, like reading and writing. That's something that will carry through you through life forever. Like that's something nobody can ever take away from you. So, um, you know, when my father passed away when I was like 17, so kind of like I kind of lost that for, like love for writing because I guess of the connection. So a few years ago, I went through some hard times and I found myself, well, I don't remember because I was in such a dark place, but when I moved a few years ago, I found all these notebooks of all this writing that I was doing. And I was just like amazed that to be in such a dark place, I still wrote some great stuff down. And I was just like, when I was looking through it, I'm like, this could really be a book. Like I could really write a book about my life. So then I was like, I don't really want to write a book, though, because it is a brutal world. Like, <laughs> between the publishers and the editors, it's a little brutal in the, in the oh. author's world. So <laughs> I'm an editor. No offense. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I hope you're not offended either. Yeah, so I wanted to get the information out. Yeah. So I decided to take a different route and create like a type of mini ebooks, like something small that mothers could digest because I'm a mother. So I love to read, but having kids and life doesn't always permit me to read 250 pages, you know? So I said, let me break something down for a mom that she could read in 20 minutes and 30 minutes and apply. Like, I don't want to be reading something for 15 days if I need it right there, like, if I need something right now, I want right now satisfaction, like, 
you know, our attention span just shrinks the more social media we watch. So I'm trying to, you know, fit in that little bubble so that people can still process important information because it's so much evolution and evolving going on right now that I don't think mom should be left behind. <laughs> Thank you. You are so, so right about that. Yeah. Um, what, what type of writing do you enjoy? I don't do too much horror, but pretty much everything else. I like fantasy a little bit. Um, my books that the eBooks that I created are based off my own experiences. So it even has some like trigger warning, like just regular short stories as well. Like some trigger warnings, like some trauma that I've been through in my life and how I overcame it. So not everything is like a parent hack. Some things are like from personal experiences, just to let other people know, like you can overcome it, you know? So yeah. it's just a little bit of everything in it, but I really, um, I, I really like um, nonfiction. Like, I like a lot of nonfiction books. I know it's not popular, but yeah. I like a little bit of both. That's why I said I like fantasy. Um, but most of your writing is nonfiction? Yes. Cool. Most of my writing is, like, based off of true story. Yeah. I... And doctor. I think somebody asked me that the other day. I'm like, is that what my writing is? <laughs> um, I, I started off with poetry as a teenager to process complex deep feelings teenagers and then I moved into fiction but since I've come back to writing post childbirth now I primarily do nonfiction. I, I mean I do want to get back into fiction but right now my my passion is nonfiction, creative nonfiction. um can you share something that you've learned about the writing process or the craft that's been a game changer for you uh, just some of your favorite tidbits or anything along those lines. Um, as far as writing goes, the best thing that I learned is just to write when, like, don't force it. Because, like, for, like, a little bit, I had a good flow, and then it was, like, you know, that writer's block, they call it. I don't really call it writer's block because I was more feeling, like, burnt out. Like, I was just going, 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 going nonstop. So then it was, like, I had to take that break to just, clarify and refresh so I think that's really something important when you're reading it like when you're writing and when I was took my break I was actually doing a little bit more reading so that actually like motivated me a little bit more so I think as a writer it's really important to take those breaks and not have so many like set milestones for yourself because when you put yourself under that type of pressure I feel like that's when the editors be like what is this <laughs> like you need to take a little breather. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty true for parents in general, right? The fact that, like, we need to give ourselves a break and yeah. not hit burnout, right? I hit burnout yes. as a parent, especially, like, even before the pandemic, I hit burnout. And then in the middle of it, of course, how many of us did? And then I, you know, finally found something for myself yeah. that rejuvenated me, which is all the work I poured into Life Beyond Parenting. But then as I saw this morning with my lovely blocked out schedule, I was like, oh, that's why I'm hitting burnout again. I'm real. I'm forgetting to take breaks again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, us parents, we constantly need that <laughs> reminder. Take a break. And at least you recognize that, you know, like that's something important to be aware that you need that break because as moms, we put ourselves last like and you literally you have to put yourself first like you can't pour from an empty cup like 
it's the kids that hurt if you think I mean a lot of people it, it's a it's an opinionated you know like I come first my kids come first but you really do come first you know like you have to give your kids the best of you because if not it's like you just feel like you're aging years and days <laughs> yeah can't get out of bed today yeah I I learned that lesson the hard way because I spent like the first five years of parenting life focusing on parenting skills, trying to be a better parent, trying to break cycles, you know, anger management, healing past trauma, all of that. But I wasn't, I wasn't giving myself time to just be me. And I, I wasn't prioritizing myself as an individual. And so I, I was just massively depressed. And, you know, it's, it's only since last summer that I've been really working back toward that and writing, writing is the biggest way how I found my way back to myself again. But just this week, I published an article about prioritizing ourselves because I agree. We we have to put ourselves first because it, what do they always say when you get on the plane? You've got to put on your oxygen mask first before you can help the person next to you. If you're passed out, you're yep. not going to be able to help the person next to you. And that's what happened for me. So yes, again, a shout out to all parents. Take a break, please. It's okay. <laughs> um, and you'll be better for it. Yes. Your family will be better for it. Yes. So my next question for you is, I'm really curious with uh, you being a single mom and you said you're going to school now and you're working 40 plus hours, where or when do you fit, where and when do you fit in time to write? Um, I do a lot of late nights, but I do my, I'm, I like notebooks. Like I really can write well on notebooks. It's the transfer into the laptop like to the digital that is like the main headache for me so like to write is like I could write I have piles of notebooks sitting right here like just so writing is like I could write on the go I have notebooks in the car I have notebooks everywhere so I could constantly take notes and I'm one of those people that could have like 75 things written on a piece of paper nobody can read it but me so that <laughs> I'm that type of writer so by the time I could get all my ideas on one paper and actually jot it down into like, I do it old school, like outline. And so that's how I write. And then once I transfer it to the computer, I read out loud. And my daughter's 10, I said, so she reads it to me. I make sure it's good for her. So my books pretty much are sit at that fourth grade level, you know, so it's not like over the top processing for parents, you know, like my fourth grader could process the information, then anybody could pretty process it as long as you went to elementary school. <laughs> quick reading. So you have notebooks all yeah. over the place. I love that. I, um, I tend to go back and forth. I, I keep a lot of my documents on Google Drive, so that I can edit wherever I am. But I also I also do and love my my journals, my, my article for next week that I'm working on is 100% in my journal as of right now. So that'll be fun when I have to transcribe that. <laughs> that can get annoying where it's like, ah, cause I also don't want to edit when I'm in the middle of transcribing and then it just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, but I appreciate the, uh, being able to slow down and write in a physical journal and really like dig deeper into my thoughts. Yes. I feel like I could write a little quicker too also as a post laptop. Yeah. Okay. Next question. 
can you share a specific time you had to overcome self-doubt about your writing? Well, these last few months have been a journey, I could say. Um, I just start. I started, like I said, in the, earlier this year. So that was one thing that I really had to put in my head before I started this journey. Like, this is your friends and family is not your audience. Like, these yeah. are not the people that you're trying to reach. So that's just something that stays in my heart. You know, like my peers are my age you know our kids are older already like I'm trying to help those moms with those little babies because that's where it's the hardest like you were saying those first few years where you're just like I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta do this I gotta be the perfect mom and it's like you lose yourself because you're just giving and giving and giving without receiving anything back so then it ends up being like you're just drained out. Yes, that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, just to, to clarify, right? like, yes, I was drained and depleted and I had, and it, it did get progressively worse for, for me in particular, but I mean, I, I absolutely love being a parent. I love my kids and there are absolutely beautiful moments in there, beautiful days in there. It's you know, the hills and the valleys, right? Man, when I hit those valleys, they they are hard. But hey, the yeah. slogan, more school, more classes, more self-help, more <laughs> uh, how can I prioritize myself so the valleys aren't so yeah. deep? You know, how to get out of the valleys a little bit faster, a little bit better yeah. by TLC. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, here's a good one. Do you feel writing has helped you to be a better parent? How so? I feel it does because just with some of the topics that I'm writing on, um, it just brings me closer to my kids, asking their opinion, you know, like having them involved, just overall like a family thing. And then it also inspires them because they'll be like, mom, look what I wrote. Like, oh, I wrote this now. So it's really, you know, it's like a domino effect. Like, and it makes me feel good because, you know, the, the times are different. Like, when I was younger, my dad used to just be like, come to the table, come write. I was like, what do you want me to write? <laughs> He's like, just write, you know? But it's like, being younger, we couldn't be like, I don't want to do that. It would just do it, you know? So it's like, I don't want to force it on my kids, but it's like, they're just coming around to it. So that's a good feeling that I don't have to be like, sit down and write, it's time to write. <laughs> so. Right. I, I love it being a collaborative effort. I, uh, I can see my my six year old's imagination sparking, you know. And um, oh my gosh, like a week ago or two weeks ago, he 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 loves that his school gave you know all the kindergartners and first graders, probably every kid in the school got a Chromebook, you know, because virtual learning you had to be able to switch over. But he he came running to the dining room table, and he had found a Word doc on his computer and he was like mama look i'm writing my first book and it was like garbly gook like not even <laughs> real words in there but like i just love like he was so excited and he's sitting there and he was like pretending and i was just like yes 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 i'm like you know and just being yeah. like that's so cool yeah. i'm so happy to see you happy and in my head i'm like parenting win yeah. parenting winning you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, oh, he's got such an imagination. So fingers crossed, you know, um, as long as it makes him happy. <laughs> Here is a fun question. Do you find <laughs> it is harder to get your butt into your seat to write? Or do you find it's harder to get your butt out of the seat and go do other things? Or um, a little bit of both, actually. Because, yeah, because some days are like, I know I have to do it. But then other days are just like, I don't want to stop. And it's like, those are the days I got so much stuff to do. I'm like, I'm about to be late. I'm just getting away. So it's definitely a good, decent balance in there. And I just try to take it as a go. You know, like not be too hard on myself. Like, oh, I didn't write that much today or, you know. So I feel like it all just works itself out. Yeah. I would say the same thing. I struggle with both. But my, my husband has called me out for the fact that it seems that I always have a hard time getting my butt out of the chair when he's like, dinner's on the table. <laughs> and I'm like, one more sentence. He's like, stop. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> um, uh, just out of curiosity, was... Um, Getting your first book completed, was it harder or easier than you thought it would be? It was a little bit harder than it was because I had like a timeline and the editors didn't. So, <laughs> so I was like a little bit waiting on them and it was just like a little bit frustrating because I wanted to like, I had everything set up for like a book launch and a live and then it wasn't ready. So it was like. It was a little bit awkward at first. That was, like, one of the things that, like, a little bit discouraged me. So that's why, like, right in the beginning, I had to, like, stop and regroup. Like, mm -hmm. let me not put time frames on it so much, but more timelines. Like, you know, just realistic goals, not I'm going to do 150 books this year. Because that was, like, my first goal that I'm like, yeah, let me cut back a little bit. <laughs> Is it so... my uh, coach... She says something, oh, and I hope I'm going to quote her correctly on this. We severely, okay, okay, I'm going to try to get this quote. It's really good. We severely <laughs> underestimate what we can get done in a year, but we severely overestimate what we can get done in a short period of time. Like, we yeah. tend to say, that's got 25 minutes. I'm going to do the laundry and wash the dishes and I'm going to read a book and I'm going to have tea and I'm going to do and then five minutes are gone. We're like, Whoa, I only got one thing done. Not even, but like, like I've got a year and, but most people, you were like 150 books, but apparently most people um, would be like, well, okay. Book writing maybe is not the best thing. I don't know, but that's the quote she says. <laughs> so um, yes, apparently uh, it's hard to get an yeah, accurate time. So we are near the end of wrapping this up. And I usually ask this question of everybody at the end. And it's a, a two-parter. One is what's your favorite book? Or you can name a couple of them. What are your favorite books? And what are some of your favorite books that you've read with your kids? Like your kids' favorites, your kids' favorite books. Um, one of my favorite books that really was a game changer for me was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That really opened me up to, like, my mindset, you know, like, not, and I read that book, like, 
probably like about 20 years ago. And then it didn't really register to about like three years later when people was like, it was like a little crazy about it. And I'm like, I read that book. Like, <laughs> and then it was like, I started to like process a little bit of information, like little by little, it was like a delayed effect. But that was one of the things that I always like revert back to. And of course, the ultimate favorite book of mine is the Bible. So I'm in that's like something that I read every mm -hmm. single day. Like I don't, I try not to miss a day of that. And as far as my kids go, they're just reading whatever I'm reading. So I actually, since they're a little older, um, I actually let them read to me. And my youngest daughter, she's into Harry Potter right now. So I'm listening to all Harry Potter right now. <laughs> We're in a series. We're in a Harry Potter series right now since Halloween. Even in the Harry Potter series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Harry, Harry's on my top shelf along with uh, the uh, Rick Riordan book series. Uh, the Lightning Thief, right? I don't know. Is that the first that. one? <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter. I mean, I'll always love Harry Potter. So, okay. And then just to clarify again, you said that your favorite book was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yes, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kawasaki. That's actually where my inspiration oh, okay. for my name oh. came from because he goes by Rich Dad. Like on social media, he goes by Rich Dad. So it was like a slate domino effect from reading his book. I started following him late because I wasn't on social media and stuff like that. Like when I was reading the books and stuff, so social re media kind of really brought it out of me. It was so popular. And then I'm like, I could literally just recite so much stuff from the book. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be the rich mom because enrich is more like, you know, it just carries that extra religious effect on it with the EN. So I really wanted to stick that because my books are based not off religion, but I do mention God because for me, that's what brought me through a lot of those dark times. So my books do have a lot of mention of God in it, not so much religion because I feel like religion is man-made. So, but it is about the abundance of knowledge. That's the base level of my book because the information that I'm given, it could be shared with others. So that's where the name MAB mm -hmm. comes from. Like mom's abundantly blessing because it's the knowledge that just keeps on giving. Like if you get a parent hack and you see somebody else that needs a parent hack, you're not just going to be like, oh, go buy the book. You'll be like, no, all you got to do is do this, this, that, and the third, and you're good. And, oh, for real? Then they can tell another parent another parent. So that's the effect that I'm hoping for. That's a really, really nice purpose and goal. Um, and just like you were saying, pay it forward and try to help as many people as possible. Yeah. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me on tonight's show. It's been absolutely wonderful being able to chat with you. And is there, yeah. is there anything else you would like to say to our viewers before we say goodnight? Um, um, just thank you for having me as well. Thank you for your time. And um, I go by Enrich Mom, so I could be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I just, uh, I just realized I could, you could sell books on Etsy, so... I just uploaded to Etsy, so. Oh, that's so cool. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. Just thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you have a great <laughs> night. Bye. All right, you do the same. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Parents Who Write. For free resources, show notes, and more content on writing, parenting, and life, head over to likebeyondparenting.com.